Hello, this is the Market Lane Coffee Podcast. We made it to part 12 of our coffee rollout series where we introduce new coffees to the Market Lane team. Today we will talk about a coffee that we talked about before. It's a coffee that has been on the menu at Market Lane every year since 2016, both as espresso and filter roast. Uh, it was recently a component in our seasonal espresso blend and it's now on the menu as a filter roast. It is of course Sao Judas from Piata in the Bahia region of Brazil. My name is Einar and I'm here with Jason. Hello everyone. Uh, so uh, we already introduced the producer of this coffee, Antonio Higno, in a previous episode when you and Toshi talked about um, the seasonal espresso. Uh, and although we mentioned a couple of excellence in that episode, we didn't really talk a lot about Antonio Higno's achievements in the Cup of Excellence competition. He's been very successful. So I think he won twice and he came sort of placed, although they also say he won Cup of Excellence quite a number of times, I think nine times. So yeah, 10 places is the top. Well, the top number, it's, it's every coffee that scored at the moment, 87 or above from the international from the national jury in previous years it was 86 and above but the number of coffees that win cup of excellence who make it to that final stage do vary generally it's 30 or 40 coffees but it's an amazing achievement because they they get thousands of samples and thousands of submissions so and it also plays uh, first prize in 2009 and 2014 hmm. yeah and cup of excellence is a great place a great way for coffee roasters and coffee farmers to meet to start an initial relationship to buy coffee once off but then also to continue to buy coffee throughout the years but for Antonio it's also been a way to help other farmers and other producers in his area improve the quality of his coffee they all look up to him and they see that he's done so well from Cup of Excellence not only in terms of prizes and stuff like that but but more so with the prestige that comes with winning Cup of Excellence so he has a lot of respect in the community and he shares a lot of his knowledge and his his success I guess with the the community and the coffee producers in the local area yeah we recently had uh, a coffee from one of his shall Pro- say, students yeah. <laughs> i was gonna say protégés <laughs> yeah protégé uh Sitio Cana and clement was uh, mm-hmm. was one of uh, the people that trained under uh, antonio higno and bahia is quite quite a new region to brazil but it became quite well known for doing so well in the cup of excellence competition mm-hmm. um i was speaking to toshi earlier when we tasted uh Judas and he gets a lot of um, tropical fruit notes, a little bit of citrus, tea-like, which is quite unusual for Brazil. How do you think Pieta or Bahia taste as a, as a region? I think that's spot on. Uh, the other tasting note that I get a lot is pineapple, sort of that soft, very soft, sweet pineapple flavor that comes through in the, in the coffee. It's quite subtle. It's not like a fresh fruit taste, but it's, it's definitely there. And I think it's because of the elevation in Pieta is... Uh, much higher than it is in the south of Brazil. So a lot of their coffee is grown above, you know, 1,000 or 1,200 meters above sea level. So they do have that extra elevation. And that really suits the coffee that they grow and suits the varieties that they grow in uh, Bahia. Mm, And one thing that we kind of get used to hearing about coffees is that they are hand-picked, which is common across the world, but not so common in Brazil. Not so common in Brazil. In Brazil, they do plant their coffee so that it can be machine picked. And this is because of the scale that they have in Brazil and also the landscape allows it. So they have large sort of flat open areas for their coffee farms in the south, especially Minister Ice. And um, some of the farms I went to, you would look up and just see endless sort of plains of coffee growing in the open sun. And they would use machines to harvest this 
for for speed and efficiency. Uh, and this coffee is um, hand-picked. It's also pot natural, but it's something else that uh, Antonio Higno does. He dries the coffee under shade. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, the weather in Brazil is awfully agreeable. You know, it's uh, it's warm during the day, cool at night, but it's not cold and it typically doesn't rain when they're trying to dry the coffee. So a lot of the coffee dried in Brazil is just done in open sort of patios and it's done on either concrete or tiled patios and they don't have the same challenges that they have in Colombia or um, Bolivia where, you know, there's constraints of room or they're worried it might rain at night time. But yeah, Antonio does cover his patios and the main reason he does this is just to control the control the temperature as the coffee dries so that he can keep it at a slightly higher temperature if he wants or cool it down when he wants to. So let's talk a little bit more about the name of this farm. Um, I know you've looked into uh, some of the different variations of the name. There are many different ways to say farm in Portuguese, in Brazil, um, Fazenda, Sitio, or... Chacara. Chacara. Yeah, so um, I was looking through the pictures from one of your many trips to, to Brazil, and one of the buildings says uh, Chacara Sajudas Tadeu, which is the full name of the farm. Chacara refers to a, a smaller farm, uh, and Fazenda is a very big farm, and the size in between is a sitio, so often when we see coffees from Brazil, uh, they're called uh, Fazenda, Sitio, or maybe not so often Chacara, but mm. it refers to the size of the farm. Uh, I had a question for you, though. Uh, it was, uh, the coffee that we had since 2016, but we called it uh, both Sao Judas and Sao Judas Today, which mm-hmm. is the full name. Can you explain if there's a difference? There's no real good reason that if we got it officially from Antonio, the, the name of the farm was Sitio Sao Judas Tadeu, then we would just call it that. But the name does seem to be used interchangeably from place to place. So we've gone with Sao Judas this year, just for simplicity, I guess. And we tasted this coffee earlier. I will read some of my tasting notes. I found a lot of praline in the cup. Very nice sort of soft butterscotch flavor, like, you know, the sauce you would put on a sticky date pudding. Uh, Very nice soft apricot acidity, some milk chocolate and brown sugar. Yeah, I found this coffee was, uh, for a Brazilian, quite fruity and and sweet. Got notes of red apple, brown sugar, uh, mild acidity and um, citrus like lemon or lime um, and some tropical fruit notes. Uh, a tea-like structure, clean. I grind it maybe a little bit coarse, uh, 11.5, but it was tasting good and it didn't have that kind of um, straw-like, hay-like flavors I sometimes get from, from Brazilian coffee. So yeah, it was really nice. Mm. And compared to the rest of the menu, it's quite different. You know, we have worker, which is obviously very fruit forward and intense. We have Romero, which is Nutty, well, which can range in flavors actually it can go from really fruity sort of black tea and date flavors to more nutty almond sort of flavors and the co- next coffee coming up from uh, from kenya is going to be called mawaria we'll talk about that a bit more another time but um that is going to be another coffee that's going to be really fruit forward and uh, quite intense so i think the sajudas will sit really nicely on the menu sort of as a more approachable option for people or something that you know might be i suppose more traditional or Easy drinking, I guess. Or if you're adding stuff like milk or... A milk alternative, yeah. yeah. So, so Judas come from Piata in the Bahia region of Brazil. The varietals are red and yellow Katwai, and the process is pop natural. The tasting notes are hazelnut with brown sugar and dried apple. And the retail price is $18 for 250 gram, and per cup it will be $5.80. 
Uh, this coffee was already a coffee club um, coffee in mid-June and we will have it on the shelf until uh, around mid-September. Well, I hope you all enjoy the coffee. Please do share your tasting notes with us and let us know how you're brewing it. We do like to hear how it's going in the shops and at home as well. And by the way, how do you make coffee at home, Jason? I have moved to a Mocha Master. So I, we bought a Mocha Master earlier this year. We upgraded to an electric grinder. So now we are waking up early in the morning, coffee straight on, you know. So it's a bit of a different experience for me, but I have been enjoying it. And what are you drinking at the moment, I'm drinking a very old Pedro Flores. <laughs> I think it's about eight weeks old, but I'm really enjoying it. Very soft, sort of a relaxed flavor, but we're dosing it up just a, just a fraction to get a bit more sweetness out of it. And I'm really enjoying it. Okay, sounds good. We hope you like the coffee and uh, let us know if you have any feedback. Thank you and see you soon. Thank you. Thank you.